Hello and welcome to the Proper Car Podcast. I'm Drew Markey and I'm excited to share my love of cars and my knowledge of the car sales and service industry with you. The goal of this podcast is to help you be more informed about the car buying process, to help you find the best car for your needs and your budget, and to help you enjoy car ownership more than you've ever imagined. I'm your ally in car buying and I can't wait to help you out, so let's get started. Episode two, what's your true budget? I thought we'd jump right in and discuss one of the biggest factors in buying a car, budgeting. I'm gonna go through a pretty common example. Um, It's probably numbers that are a bit generic. They maybe don't match what you would be doing, but they should help to give you some sort of an idea of some of the true costs of ownership that you'll want to consider when you're planning for your next purchase. So as a disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I do think that my experience in this realm, uh, both personal and with helping clients in the past, uh, gives me at least the ability to shed some light on uh, some of the things that you need to be looking for. Um, I also just want to try to offer it as friendly guidance um, to better help you understand kind of how to properly budget for your next car um, so that you know which options you have and to help steer you away from some of the really common mistakes that people make. So first and foremost, your car budget is not how much you can afford to pay every month. Um, I think that is probably one of the biggest mistakes that people make. They look at a potential budget uh, for what they think they can afford to spend as a car payment, um, and they kind of stop themselves there. That's that's where you go. The reality, though, is that maintenance, repairs, insurance, fuel, taxes, registration, these are all other parts of the equation. And while some of them may be small, they can add up, and depending on what you decide to buy, and maybe if you're moving up uh, a tier in some of the cost with your next car, some of those things can kind of be surprising. So throughout this episode, we're going to use one scenario, um, and the numbers are going to be kept pretty simple. So I want to just give you this as a rough idea of what to expect to give you a little better picture of sort of the full range of what you'll be spending when you buy another car. Okay, so let's say you're interested in replacing your aging 2002 Honda Accord and you're ready to finally buy the Jeep Wrangler that you've wanted for years. You have plans on taking on a monthly payment, which you probably haven't had for a while, um, but you've, you've planned for that. Um, and you also know you're gonna be spending a little bit more on gas, but that's about as far as you've probably gotten so far. Um, between the amount that you're gonna get for your cord uh, and some cash you've set aside. Let's just say you have around $8,000 cash 
to put toward the purchase. And you're really hoping that this new purchase um, can stay within a budget of about $500 a month. Um, That's a pretty common kind of price range. Uh, That would be a decent down payment with the type of price range you're looking at monthly. So right now, everything feels pretty good. But this is also where things start to go wrong. The first problem is that most people would assume right now that they're going to put the $8,000 down and they're going to finance for up to $500 a month. And that probably all sounds great to you right now, just thinking about the potential cost of the vehicle, um, you have a decent down payment, and $500 a month might be possible. The problem really is, is, is kind of multiple different areas here you're going to have some significant increases in your cost of ownership of this vehicle. There are a lot of additional costs when you go from a 20-year-old Accord to a fairly new Jeep Wrangler. Those will include things like uh, your insurance will be going up, uh, your annual taxes on the vehicle will be going up, Obviously, your gas bill is going to go up, and at the moment, in the summer of 2022, those numbers are going to go especially high. So that $500 a month that you've budgeted is starting to look a little iffy. Um, When you figure the average person uh, is driving about 12,000 miles a year, Uh, as of 2021, Um, if you assume that you live in a, let's say just a a suburban area, you're not in the middle of a city, um, your taxes and your mileage and your insurance and whatnot is probably going to increase somewhere in the neighborhood of about $3,000 a year. So that $500 you planned on spending is starting to look a little iffy. $3,000 split over the course of the year is half of your budget. So $250 a month is not really going to get you the Jeep that you're probably looking for. Okay, so if you've got it down to $250 a month and you're starting to wonder, can this work? Maybe you go a little older on the car or maybe you look at some other options. This comes up to one suggestion that I really try to make to anyone, which is if you are financing a car, you should plan to have it paid off before you are out of warranty. And the reason behind that is while you are making car payments, you have a pretty good idea of what your monthly costs are when you're under warranty because you're not going to have some unexpected, you know, repair that, that pops up out of nowhere, or at least it's very unlikely. You're going to have some standard oil changes and, and some minor maintenance during that period. At some point, you're probably going to buy a set of tires But these are all things that you can plan for, whereas a repair, 
isn't. What if that repair is $2,000 and you've already pushed yourself to the outer limits of what you can possibly afford every month? If you've put all of your money down on the car and you don't really have much left in cash savings, then those types of things get added to your debts. They become an additional thing on your credit card that you now have to deal with. So that's why I think it's it's wise to try to only finance for the period of time that it's under warranty. Now, if you're buying used, you can always consider buying a used, a used car warranty, but that's going to add more to your total cost. You're going to be looking at, let's say, two, three grand that you now have to add that you pay for in addition to the vehicle as that peace of mind. So in a situation like this, where you are looking at probably getting a pretty modern Jeep Wrangler, um, maybe you're looking at something that would still be under warranty, but probably only for a year or two. And it's very unlikely with $8,000 that you can put down that you're going to be in a position to have that thing paid off in that period of time. This brings us to the thing we have to do, which is make a tough but maybe a wise decision. We need to look past that desire for the instant gratification, um, and we need to seek out the smart decision for our finances, not thinking just in this moment right now while we're still seated in this beautiful new or newish car that meets all of our our current dreams. We need to think past that. So we look into some other scenarios, some other possibilities. Um, You have $8,000 that you plan on putting down toward this vehicle. Uh, There may be a good opportunity to buy something that's maybe quite a bit older again, um, but you could pay cash for it. Or it may be a, a situation where you decide to put less of that money down and you try to find something that, though it may be out of warranty, uh, you can afford the payments on it and you hang on to some cash for those what if unexpected repairs. So it doesn't mean that the dream is over. It just means that you need to consider some other options to make sure that you don't exceed your monthly budget by too much. So the problem is that most people probably would have never looked to some of those other potential costs, or they wouldn't have considered that, let's say, buying a 2018 Jeep, which is at the end of its factory warranty might put them in a position of dealing with some repairs. They still look at it as a newish car. They've been driving around in something that was probably pretty reliable and inexpensive to repair. And when something comes up, it can really throw the budget out of whack. That's when people find themselves in a really bad spot. A little extra planning, a little bit of extra knowledge and information can go a long way here. Um, And it can really help you to better understand what your true budget is and to 
consider every possible option. A lot of people would have gone to the dealership, put that money down, uh, left themselves with very little in the bank, probably even stretched out their payments for maybe six or seven years because they're shocked at how high the monthly payment would be on a newer Jeep like that. And that can just present all sorts of other problems. The vehicle will likely lose value faster than you can pay for it. So if you were to get in a wreck or even if somebody else hits your car, you may be out of pocket for money that's lost because it's not worth what you owe on it. You know, and and on top of that, you're just paying a ton of extra money on a vehicle when you do something like that. Those longer terms typically come with higher interest rates, which means you're paying a lot of extra money over those five, six, seven years uh, to the bank to allow you to have that car until it's officially yours. So when I talk about enjoying car ownership, these are all major factors that I think matter a lot. You have a monthly budget that you can afford, and it's easy for us to push ourselves to the extent of what's maybe possible, um, and then find ourselves in a really bad spot. And that really tarnishes the ownership. You've looked forward to having this Jeep for years. You've you've driven this old Honda Accord and probably got tired of it years ago, and you were trying to do the right thing by putting aside a little bit of money and waiting a little bit until it was time that you were really ready to buy. And so when you go and do that and you have that moment of just that that happiness, that satisfaction, you've driven that car, shown it off to a, a few friends, and you're feeling really good about it, and then the costs start to pile up, you have an unexpected repair, other things start to go wrong, and it just completely ruins that experience. So you could have had a vehicle you really enjoy, and instead it's just an added stress to your life and a point of frustration. And yet it's still the thing that you have to get in every day and drive to work and, you know, run your errands in. And that's the situation I don't want to see anyone in. Um, There are other scenarios that could have played out where rather than pushing yourself to the extremes of your budget, you did buy that older Jeep that you paid cash for. And yeah, maybe you had a repair somewhere along the way, and maybe it didn't have the modern conveniences that you were hoping for, but you got to enjoy it for a little while. Maybe you even had your fill of it and you decide, okay, that was fun, but I actually would rather be in a, you know, a car more like the Accord for the long haul. And that's really kind of where, again, I feel like I can help the most, um, with both the podcast and with my clients. So I know this scenario uh, today was maybe a little bit of a bummer, especially for episode two. should have been coming in with some really fun, exciting uh, things to talk about. 
But this is a really important one, and it's a common, uh, common problem that people experience when they buy cars. So I wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way. Now, we really just skimmed the surface of a lot of really important topics uh, in today's episode. Um, I didn't really get too much into interest rates or finance terms, discussing more about down payments uh, or other costs that come up shortly after purchasing a vehicle, um, as well as just the overall ownership costs that come up and, and stick with you throughout the time that you own a vehicle. We're going to cover those more in detail in future episodes, uh, but for now, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. All right, if you have any questions, any topic ideas, or anything else that you'd like to discuss, please contact me at podcast at thepropercar.com. Uh, you can send a voice memo or just send me an email, whichever you prefer. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you. And if there's anything I can help you with, please feel free to reach out there. Um, again, that's podcast at thepropercar.com. And you can also learn more uh, about this podcast and what it is that I'm doing with this business uh, at my website, which is thepropercar.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, enjoy the drive. Mm-hmm.